0: This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet Hook
1: another lucky trout, HG. Yes, uh, TF a Submariner First Class, Cedric Espen Sump AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. Yes, that's the sound of the sumpster, camped in the Bludging on the Blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to Bludging on the Blindside. HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. Well, what a week. What an incredible week. Dare I say it, a week when too much sport is barely enough. So much excitement, so much unbelievable excitement, unprecedented excitement, and the, well, let's face it, the football season is sort of halfway over. But the excitement will build from here, trust me. I've seen this happen before, pretty quiet for the first 12 weeks and then electrifying everywhere for the final months of the year. Now, so many big issues hit the fan when the nitroglycerine blew the bonnet off the Tirana XU1, originally owned by Peter Brock. Uh, to the greatest game of all in round twelve. Now, before we probe those results, can I give all blindsiders a moment to reflect on David Koch leaving Seven Sunrise Crease, the Seven Sunrise Crease, where he held up an end. You know, people described him as the Jeffrey boycott for those who know Jeffrey boycotts worth of Australian work of Australian television. I mean, it's been an incredible knock from Big Dave, and let's face it, he has had people who have been critics, but. Um, when you look back over that record of 22 years, it's been so much entertainment, so much joy. At a difficult time of the day, people getting up early, thinking, why the hell did I get up? Haven't got anything. Oh, I just want to go back to bed. Oh, no, gosh, he's on. I'll stay up for a while. You know, and look what Sunrise has done. for. M- They've revolutionised morning television. Used to be old Sneezeby's lot. Now it's all over at seven looking at what they're doing. And remember it was the home of the cash cow? I don't know how many people would remember the cash cow, but uh, kids love the cow and the fun that Top Milker brought to the jaded morning television scene. Just clippity-clop, clippity-clop, on a, aim it came. Uh, on it came, black and white, Frisian dairy milker, Top Milker, and gave away millions upon millions of dollars. And, you know, I haven't heard who's taking over from Dave in the hot seat. I mean, so many names have been put to me. I don't want to reveal them here because I don't think any of them have got a chance. But when, you, when I know, you'll be the first to know. And in more big news from Seven, Bruce is back. This shocked me. I had to sit down and have a cup of tea. Look, our number one winks man, let's not forget the romance between Winx and Bruce. Bruce, a lot of people have looked at this. I'm sure there's a television show in it. I'm sure there's a lot of people who'd love to just get a horse and a bloke like Bruce in the same room and just put the cameras on and see what happened because I'm sure it'd be fascinating. Anyway, Bruce, that bloke, he's back. He's been doing a great job with Seven Racing and now he's saddling up no pun intended, to call the Women's World Cup kicking off next month. And now, look, call me. I I don't get across everything like I used to, but I've seen very little genuine promotion for the Women's World Cup that's coming to Australia in July and August. But with Bruce there, I think it's going to arc up from here on in. Bludgers, it was all eyes on Origin this week. Two nights of magic. Did you get involved? If you just lobbed in from Mars, let me fill you in. The Maroons got the double. Thursday night, the score, 18-10. The women are off to Townsville now for the second origin in 2023 with the Blues hoping to restore pride in that uh, northern metropolis. Sadly, it's a 2-0 this year, so a dead heat is possible. Oh, how I hate a dead heat. Why don't they play three like the blokes? I mean, it's just a quality game, endlessly interesting variation on rugby league as we know it. Now, if the – well, talking about the blokes – Do we have to? Well, it was another tale away for the Blues supporters. Uh, The tune when the Hooters stopped the bout was Maroons 26, New South Wales 18. Now, I don't want to dwell on analysis because that's what this show does in spades and we will get to probably analyse the first encounter in Origin 1 this year for about the next 40 minutes. But I don't want to dwell on that. But how about that jumper stink? It was a perfect promotion for Adelaide uh, when nothing much else is going on. But when I clocked the dark blue confection wheeled out by Feathers and Co., I vomited. I mean, it's an absolute outrage. I mean, people didn't recognise the team, the stripper. You know, uh, you know. I understand the promotion is all about angles I and mean, when there's nothing to talk about, a simple wheeze of a new despicable jumper design was perfect. But God almighty, is that where we're reduced to? To attracting people to the greatest game of all by changing the jumper so people can scream and shout that it's, well, I was going to say use the term blue murder, you can see where I'm coming from. Now, so many great talking points. It had enough of everything except grubbing. For mine, the stink needed more blue grub. It was all the talk before the jump was how there was going to be grub, grub from everybody, including Liam Martin. There was no grub, no grub, nothing that looked even grubbing. I mean, if Toby Green was involved, he would have walked off in embarrassment. Fact. Now, how did the Blues allow the Maroons to run in two tries when they put, you know, the bloke in the bin? I mean, that beggars belief, you know, we talk about this all the time. Putting someone in the bins ruins the game, as in it certainly ruined the game here, but in the opposite direction. You know, I've never seen a team think they were going to win it more than the New South Wales Blues the other night, and when they couldn't, they didn't. Uh, They did that for 80 minutes. 80 minutes they thought they were going to win, and at the end they thought, oh, no, we didn't. So they put, uh, well, Lumpy Flegler in the bin for getting hit in the head. Obviously the bloke will learn from it and not put his head where it can, can be hit in the future because a modern rugby league is smashed to the medal in his tent on the pine every time. That's a fact. They've got to punch that through to these players. Already there are calls to change Coach Freddie. Look, blues people, it's not the time to panic. That would be a panic move. I mean, draw a line in the sand, sure. You know, ask, you know, to step up, you know, go back to the room and have a good hard look at yourselves, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, but don't press the panic button. If Freddie can't do it, who can I ask myself? You know, is you suggesting the hook? Does he Hasler? I mean, Barrett? Nathan Brown? Are they your selections? I mean, they're just going to be just as worse if... Well, just as worse, can you say that? Just as bad, if not worse. Now, call me Gagai, but I did not realise the Origin Trophy does not have a name. To begin, an, I feel as though I have to begin a national conversation uh, about the name and how about the Linda Beetson Trophy? Now, the ancient history of the game... Uh was in doubt until I think Artie planted one on Linda all those years ago. No? I've got, Mick Cronin. Oh, no, Mick Cronin. Sorry, Mick Cronin. Oh, Linda. He was too – yeah, he was the next generation, wasn't he? The Mick Cronin Beats and Trophy. It's got a name, ring to it, hasn't it? Because let's face it, you know, until Artie planted one on uh, Mick, the Crow, nobody thought this had worked. But as soon as they saw a teammate punch another teammate in the Origin Cauldron, well, the high ups, you know, those lot, you know, suits – You know, people who eat party pies, that lot. Uh, Well, they knew it would work. Speaking of greats, the oracle of La Vista, Gus Gould, suggested bravely that incoming Dragons coach, that's Jason Riles, swerve around the cot case uh, that camps in the Taj Mahal and get on the bike and get down the Hume to be ready to take over the storm wrestling mats if and when, I use those terms advisedly, if and when Mr Fuji, Craig Bellamy, decides to move on. Elsewhere, those lovable Johns boys, Joey and Matty, are still at each other's throats, despite being asked by Sneezby to stand on the mat in the Channel Nine head office, make up, and shake hands. You know, it's a it's a funny old game when families are involved in rugby league, isn't it? I mean, I think uh, I think it might have been Joey said that maddie has gone right off him, and I don't know how he feels. Uh, speaking of Nine, families at home are critical of the tripe plated up by Nine on Wednesday night, but they can only do so much. I mean, imagine if they altered the scores, how would punters feel? And uh, can I suggest, uh, as we move on to the next item, that we don't make enough mention of the Johnny Warren medal on this program. And uh, Craig Goodwin, the Adelaide United, United player, won the Johnny Warren medal for 2023. And uh, the season climaxes, that's the Isuzu Ute A-League climaxes tonight on uh, with the Central Coast Mariners taking on the Melbourne City in uh, the big one obviously kick off 7.45. And this is the first of the three big ones that uh, the New South Wales government worked, uh, bought, rather. It'll be interesting to see how it works out. I'm hoping there's going to be some real protests about this because this is the end of football as we know it, as far as I'm concerned, flogging off grand finals. I mean, it's okay for cricket. I mean, they can sell it because no-one cares. They can sell it wherever they like. They could sell it to Udna Data, the Boxing Day Test, for all I can care but this is a real shot across the bow of everybody interested in the world game, I'm telling you that. Speaking of that, the lack of funds for the Socceroos and Matilda's Centre of Excellence, still a very hot topic. I'm taking about 30 calls a day about this. The game would like the sort of shopfront, cafe, gym, steam room and swimming pool that every half-baked, half-assed football competition, and that is team in a half-baked, half-assed football competition across the nation calls home. I mean, is the lack of action... And this is uh, where I get a little paranoid, so you'll have to excuse me. Is the lack of action on the shop front uh, payback for the 45 million Canberra tipped into down the Fowler Way all those years ago when Australia made a lunge for the World Football Cup? Now remember this? Then this is uh, again ancient history, sort of uh, Crow and Artie Beaton style. But uh, remember when push came to shove? I think we spread around 45 million and, uh, obviously all we got, and we tipped all that into the pockets that mattered, you know what I mean, and all we got was one lousy vote, so it was 45 million basically wasted. Now, anyone could see from before the jump that the FIFA organising committee was corrupt, wandering around the joint with a giant Dyson, hoovering up every piece of folding and blowing it into the hip pocket of a bloke called Blatter. I mean, that was, you could see that a mile away. Understandably, Canberra was disappointed with the result, and the spend, uh, you know, and the spend of the money saw you know they thought the spend you know the forty five million as a sick and stupid joke. They still haven't got over it. Well, it's time to move on, Canberra. There's a whole revolution in football happening in Australia, and no one's paying attention to it except who's hitting it. That's a, that's a joke in itself. Now AFL and there's a week of duds last week, a tipster's nightmare with highly fancied teams being dumped in all but one game, and the murderer we haven't forgotten murderer. Having nailed the Tassie deal, is off to put the bloodstained putty knife about in Europe, and when he gets back, he's going to start coaching. Yeah, you know, a phrase I don't like using. Spare me days. The murderer is going to become a coach. Whew! Boxing and heavyweight. Just as soon as next bout is inked against Andrew Tabiti. The Tabster is twenty-one and one loss, twenty-one wins and one loss. No pushover. But I believe this is the one the world's waiting for. Hooney's promised so much and he's about to deliver. And the heavies will meet on the undercard of the Proge zorilla clash at the Smoothie King Arena in New Orleans on June 17th. They fight fans, only 14 more sleeps. And I just hope uh, a DC um, classic could be squeezed onto the stinks this stinks undercard. I mean, the DC events never take long, so you might be able to fit two or three on uh, but the Moon's Ding Dong Bell rematch has people talking and these two Aussies are big noises right across America because they deliver what the public ringside and in pay-for view land want. That is entertainment with a speck of dynamite in each hand. Entertainment in shorts and a punch. And even though uh, Tim Zoo had his arm bitten off by a dog last Saturday night, the Goldie fight on June the 18th is still on, so what a weekend. The 17th, the Smoothie King Arena erupts and then on... The following night, maybe even the same night, the way the dates work, um, you know, Zoo via Campo, it's still on. And uh, hopefully the dog can be ringside as well just to see how the uh, the owner goes. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, it's for another week, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, The Voice, who incorporates the ethical obligation and he's the only commentator in Australia to incorporate the ethical obligation, is fully focused on the cost-of-living crisis that is robbing Australian families of fun and football. This week, the Best Buy for Blueberries. Look, I snared a few punnets at $5. That's right, at $5. From, wait for it, Country Meets Direct. I'm not sure what they were doing in Country Meets Direct, but I have to buy them where I find them. And uh, I think no-one knows the blue-like country meets. Now, the voice of hope belongs to the activated one, rampaging Royce Slavin, who is uh, the best in the business, always get the job done, and there's absolutely no doubt about that. Outstanding work. Roy, happy rugby league. Welcome to the magic round. I don't have to say that because every round is magic. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights got your wrestler side this week? Fully sick, save it
2: uh, Yes, sir. Thank you very, very much, uh, HG Nelson and... Uh... Happy Rugby League, HG, to you and your family, of course. And uh, happy Rugby League to to all law-abiding decent Aussies who respect rules. (laughs) Who respect local rules, Mm -hmm. national rules and international rules. Mm -hmm. Decent Aussies don't break rules. They don't. And they're rightly shocked and embarrassed by rogue Aussies who sometimes do... Had to swallow, wouldn't it, Roy? It's very difficult. It's a very difficult time to be an Aussie. Let me tell you that. A law-abiding Aussie who respects truth, honour, those sorts of things. Old-fashioned values. Yeah. Values! The sort of rare values that make that, that, that make league. Those sorts of values. That's what's missing, and that's what we've got to get back. And we can. Don't despair, Aussies. Law-abiding Aussies, Families. that is, and families. Yeah, Aussie families. Oh, Aussie families, of course. Now, the uh, the demon Diminar, is critical of the heavy balls being used in the French Open. Oh,
1: no. talk uh, about cheats. Uh, uh,
2: no, these these balls, they, they get fluffed up so quickly these days. They they, um, they are heavy balls, and they um, they suit the style of the heavy hitters. Uh, the touch players are very much disadvantaged by the use of this particular ball. I don't know what we can do about it. The nothing is, I suspect, is what we can do about it. All we've got to do is develop some more heavy hitters uh, to uh, to uh, win at Roland Garros, which is a fair way down the track, as nearly as I can tell.
1: What are you making of the clay this year, Roy? Uh,
2: heavy. Yeah. Heavy balls, heavy clay. Mm. And they've been overwatering it, too, I and noticed, it, uh, mm-hmm. for reasons best known to themselves, just it's to make it heavier. It's just outside Leon. It's never been used before. That's true. Special K, that is uh, uh, Kakanakis. He, he took out Stan Vivranka, or Vavrinka, I should say, earlier in the week, in a five-set epic uh, to record the biggest win of his career. I sent him a congratulatory note, uh, told him he played like a decent Aussie, a law-abiding Aussie, and he agreed... Uh, never been so proud. I have. Proud, yeah. It was it was a wonderful moment. Sadly, I think he went down last night to a Russian in four sets and was uh, complaining that he wasn't allowed to take a toilet break when he needed to do a wee. He wasn't allowed. Anyway, and the heavy
1: balls got to him, didn't they? Well, he's a heavy hitter, so yeah, the no. heavy ball
2: suited him. Yeah. Uh, now the Barbarians, uh, coached by Eddie Jones, defeat the World Fifteen at Twickenham. Terrific matches nearly as I can tell. uh, Well, I'm joking, really. It's rugby, Roy. I I didn't watch it and I don't know anyone who did. And I didn't read any match report. All I heard on the radio driving home during the afternoon was that uh, the Barbarians had won. I didn't make much of it and I still don't. (laughs) Uh, Now, a Carlton football club director quits... After an altercation with the club president in the dressing rooms after the loss to Sydney. Not a good look. Not a good look at all when uh, administrators of the club start falling out in front of the players. Uh, Fisticuffs, that sort of thing. It's not a good look at all. And uh, I do worry about the, the future of the club at the moment. Now, uh, on a good note, however, Pastriani was, uh, or Piastri, I should say, was 10th at Monaco, uh, his best result thus far, and big raps on this uh, plucky young Aussie. Are you suggesting Wunderkind? Almost Wunderkind, (laughs) almost. Not quite yet. A.W. Now, I'd like to echo HG's thoughts uh, in saying goodbye and vale to Koshy. Uh, a real stalwart at Sunrise. Um, Others came and went, but he stayed. Yes, well, he was what I'd call a a breakfast colossus. A col- <laughs> colossus. Uh, and I guess now he'll be able to concentrate. Is it Port Power? Port is Power there? is his
1: team, and he's the president? He is. And they're talking about I tell you the what, you
2: don't hear about, uh, you know, uh, committee members and club directors fist-fighting in dressing rooms power, not with Koshy there. No. You don't. He does all the punching. He does though. all the punching himself. And and that's how it should be, behind closed doors. Not in front of the players. Uh, now, Punter is calling for Scott Boland to play in the World Test Championship Final. And I tell you what, Scott Boland won't let you down. He won't. He's not that sort of bloke. He's a law-abiding, decent Aussie.
1: He might shorten the test that's to That's what play. I've always said about
2: him. Scott Boland. He will not let you down. I agree with Punner. It's not often I do, uh, but I agree with him in this instant. Now, the Golden Bear feels that the LIV, or the Live Clowns, are not part of the game anymore. I'd agree with that. Uh, when the Golden Bear talks, I listen. Golden Bear, what a player. He would never have gone live. In fact, they offered him, I think, about 300 million to become one of the faces with Phil Mickelson, Mickelson of Live. He declined the offer, said it was beneath him, and it's true, it was beneath him. Uh, Now, Tim Zhu, uh, as she's referred to this, he was bitten on the arm by a dog. I don't know what the story was. Uh, I don't know why, if you've got a big fight coming up, you'd be mucking around with a dog, especially a dog who's capable of biting. I don't know if it happened in public or whether it was in his lounge room or whether it was his own dog or a dog he'd never met before. I've no idea. But we really need to get to the bottom of this, because uh, it sets a dreadful precedent. Dreadful precedent uh, of uh, boxers being bitten by dogs. And it's what first was the we... first time I've heard about it? And, I, and he had to go to hospital for surgery. Um, so, uh, if, uh, as she's alluded to, if uh, it's uh, if the Ocampo fight is jeopardised, if there's no Ocampo fight. There's no Charlo Correct. Fight. And if Correct. there's no Charlo fight, there's no unifying of the belts. No. See where I'm coming from. It's a very difficult situation. Uh, now, villain Medvedev was knocked out of the French Open in the first round. I hope you got some money on it. I did. Um, which is weird. Coming off the a big win at the Italian the week before uh, to uh, get bashed up, taken out by a no-name, uh, certainly got the attention of a lot of... Um, People interested in tennis, as am I. Uh, I thought it was a very questionable performance by the villain, uh, but I'm not going to investigate it because I won quite a bit of money on it. Uh, of course, wonderful week for the greatest game of all. Um, now, Slam and Sam Bacco has had a health scare, but mercifully he's bounced back. Terrific player, Sam. Mm. Uh, larger than the game in many ways. Wouldn't Terrific bloke, lovely family man. And uh, really put family first, then rugby league. And that's the order I think it should go in. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, that w- that was always Sam, and I don't think anything's changed with Sla- with Sam. Slam and Sam, I mean, they broke the mould, didn't they? They did. After Slam and Sam came out. Yeah. Uh, now, it's the 70th anniversary of the American All-Stars rugby league team visit to Australia. This is an incredible story. It is a great story. The All-Stars came... Uh, no real big raps on them, as you can understand, but uh, they caused quite a bit of a stir. in I mean, the media covered it uh, exclusively and, and extensively, I should say. Uh, their first game was against Southern Districts, which they won, uh, but subsequently lost the next 25 matches. here. Uh, one match in particular at the Sydney Cricket Ground drew a crowd of 54,000 people. Uh, they were bashed up rather badly and uh, a lot of people left early considering that the, the Sydney team weren't really trying and were holding up the All-Stars, oh. which is possibly correct. Did you get a final score in that one, Roy? Uh, no, I want to say something like 45-16. Oh, uh, right. The question yeah. is, how did they score 16?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Uh, now, what a week for St George. HG uh, has uh, alluded to this. Uh, Jason Riles says No. Obviously, he'd read the Gould report, which I advised him to do. Uh, he was given an exclusive look at it and was shocked and decided it was much preferable to uh, uh, be two or three, I see, at the Melbourne Storm mm. waiting for Bellamy to fall over. And there's no guarantee that Bellamy won't be there for uh, certainly the conclusion of this year and next year and perhaps the year after. Mm. So Jason's playing the the long game, mm-hmm. but it does let you know how... Oh, how dreadful things are at uh, the Taj Mahal. But the thing is, I mean, I don't understand it with, with, with St George. Are they, how much of St George is Illawarra and how much of Illawarra is St George? Oh. It's the same problem you have with the West Tigers. Yeah. I mean, these things do not work. Look. Enough said. Make of that what you will. Dogs, funny old game, t-shirts,
0: tea towels, trousers, two and three piece suits, shoes, socks, towels, sheets, pillowcases, shorts and caps are all available at your favourite rugby league website. RugbyLeagueYep.com.au That's RugbyLeagueYep.com.au
1: now, obviously, given the position in, the, you know, the world of rugby league, we have to spend some time unpacking the events of Wednesday night. Mm. Now... Personally speaking, I found it a very entertaining game. It was. Uh, I thought it had a little bit, as I said in the opening remarks, not enough grubbing for mine. Mm-hmm. I didn't think there was enough authority exerted by the New South Wales team at any particular point of the match, really. Mm. Yes. They went out, as I said, thought they were going to win, and in the end they didn't. <sighs> I suppose Now, to. but there was a lot of talking points, and uh, certainly where from where I sat, I could hear the commentary about Cam Smith's role on the night. Mm. Now, I don't want to single out Cam Smith because... Every commentator seems to do a bit of coaching.
2: Yeah, they do. I mean, it's it's a tight fit. Well, you've got to be a commentator to get a job as a coach for State of Origin.
1: That's right. Now, he's described here as a polarising figure in Mm -hmm. origin since he wore the Maroons jersey 20 years ago. And last night, that means Wednesday night, was no different according to the uh, Mm Murdoch press.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: How can you have a man working in the Sneasbees commentary box and coaching the Maroons at the same time? Well, hang on. What about Freddie? What about (laughs) Billy? How about Joey Johns? Yeah. Joey Johns did the report from the dressing rooms before did. the. He said everything's calm. Yeah, you know. I, yeah, they look good. Yeah, they look good. Smith sat alongside Andrew Johns and Matt Thompson to call the game. He was also seen in the maroons dressing room barking instructions at halftime. Billy Slater was sitting there looking on as Smith addressed the troops. Yes, yeah, you so and I, I saw, saw that, that on yeah. our
2: phones yeah, yeah, at the yeah, game. yep, Yeah. yeah.
1: The question needs to be asked, is this a conflict of interest? I don't think so. They're both all shoulders to the wheel, the maroon wheel, as well, it happens. Well, they're maroons. And what are they going to do? Yeah. Is
2: he going to turn around and coach the Blues? What, bring bring Cam in and get him to say nothing? I mean, why else would you bring Cam in? Because he's got... Something to say. He's got some skill. He had something to say. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, he did. He spoke for about 10 minutes. And he can't I do mean, it. And all the players appear to be listening. They do. They like him.
1: They do. They think he's got something say. So they did what he said to do, exactly. and they won.
2: I mean... I mean, there's the difference. I mean, when you looked at the Blues dressing room, I mean, they were just sitting around listening to Freddie. Well, I mean, enough said. Enough said, I mean. Now, you could
1: also argue that Andrew Johns is part of the New South Wales coaching staff, but he wasn't in the sheds at half-time. Is that the only rule? Oh. Can't be in the sheds at half-time, but the rest of the time you can be there? Oh, sort of like gambling ads. Ban on, you know, leading up to and during and et cetera. Freddie did all the talking. You can't double dip and do two jobs on one. Well, uh, m- well, you can. Many people like, can Yeah. But I mean, how about Gould? He's doing three or four jobs at the sure. time. He's, He's running coaches. St.
2: George. Yeah. <laughs> into the ground. He's running. Finding coaches for finding Storm. Finding coaches for Canterbury. He's running Canterbury. <clears throat> He's running the New South Wales Rugby League. Into the ground. See, see. This is what happens. This is what
1: happens. As an origin commentator, your job is tacti- to tactically analyse the game, inform the audience. Surely Smith would be giving away, wouldn't be giving away anything from the maroons, maroon's in a sanctum, and that's where it becomes such a great... Oh, that's no, just rubbish. That's
2: rubbish. That's, that's, ru- that's rubbish. That's rubbish.
1: Very disappointing. Grasping at straws.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now, well, look. My, my view was that. Whether it's, uh, whether it was uh, Billy's influence or Cam's, I don't care. Queensland played as a team. They did. New South Wales didn't.
1: They didn't. They played as part. They
2: Penrith. played as. There were five Penrith players who played amongst themselves. Yeah. Uh, Turbo Tom was left to his own devices. Uh, Teddy. Teddy was left to his own devices, played the game as best he could by himself. And can uh, I point out. They, they weren't a team. Can
1: I point out there's a fair bit of air rising from New South Wales? Probably. Too. You know,
2: yeah, probably. Now look, unnecessary. Uh,
1: are you in favour of Freddie going? No,
2: no, no, no. no. Look, this is this is our this is the the Blues team. Uh, I would spend the next however long getting them to play as a team. Mm. That's mm. what Freddie's got to work on. Mm. So mm. They, they 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 all shoulders can be to, to the one wheel, so yeah. to speak, win instead of a few here and a few there. Yeah. Play as a team, and they they should have won. 56% or so possession in the first half, they should have been 10, 15 points ahead. Now, there's no-one
1: else to do it apart from Freddie, is there? No. You no, know,
2: this is it. The die is cast. Yeah, yeah. Make, we've just got to make the best of it. Yeah. And, not and offer the... Freddie and the team as much support as we can.
1: Now, positive vibes. Mm. You know. Now, can I ask, should Teddy go? No, I wouldn't change the team at no. all. No, just play I think that would be a real mistake. Yeah. White flag, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would Nico Hines, though, does he get more time? Well, depending on the circumstances. Yeah, I know, no, depending on the circumstances,
2: yeah. but, but to expect a bloke to go out with 10 minutes to go... And score two tries. ...and change the game nature no, of the no, game, it's, it's not going to happen. Mm.
1: Now, some it's other things. Happen. In
2: passing, the jumper,
1: Roy. I, I was a bit disappointed
2: with the jumper. Well, game. I think the players were embarrassed by the jumper. Uh, they couldn't play for it, could they? They couldn't play for it. The, the, the jumper didn't help them. It made them feel less like a team. Um <laughs> Honestly. Uh, I, I mean, know. everything was stacked up against them, You know, wasn't?
1: they looked at each other and thought, who are who we? Who are we? I oh, know.
2: Who are you? I mean, we, Nico need. Hines looked at himself in the mirror and thought, am I blue? I don't know. <laughs> I know I'm representing, you know, whatever something. the bank is. Yeah,
1: or the lawyer's firm.
2: Yeah. Or Star
1: Casino. Mm. Now, look, here's something. This is a little snippet here. Yeah. Nothing provokes a shot of anger from former New South Wales players like the suggestion and one made repeatedly that Queenslanders are more passionate about their origin than them.
2: Mm. Now, Well, that may be the case. Yeah.
1: Now, the thing is here, I saw, was it one of the, it must have been uh, Billy Slater yeah. in a lovely, beautiful press conference afterwards describing what the difference is. Mm. He said in Queensland, we have droughts and flooding rains That's and hurricanes. That's true, they and, do. You know, yes. Animals go and berserk every other week That's and right. we don't know where we don't crocodiles, know where, and, crocodiles so we don't yeah. know where to f- left the keys and mines that fall over and buildings that don't work. Sure. They don't have any of that in New South Wales, which I thought was a bit of a long bow. It is a long bow. But it's not
2: true. I mean And uh, Lismore hasn't moved able the Exactly. I mean, we get floods and droughts in New South Wales as well. Yeah. But we don't channel them into our rugby league team. That's right. Well observed. That's so, the difference, isn't it? The Maroons
1: not only say it, they prove it. They back it with action, this desire to be Queenslanders. Yep. Billy's statement during the week that Corey Horsbread, the uh, GOT man from uh, the Canberra Raiders, is being watched with origin in mind, surprised many, but not those who, those who understand Queensland. Right. That stuff there, the kick chase and the cover tackles, all that effort stuff, that's a habit of your game. Mm. Slater said to Corey against Brisbane last week. That was a couple of weeks ago. When you play Origin, you're tired, you fall back on the habits in your game, and that's the stuff we take notice of. I think this is
2: interesting. that's interesting.
1: No doubt they've been uh, passionate New South Wales players over the history of Origin, the kind of players uh, where winning and uh, the blue jersey means as much to them as it does to Queensland. Mm. But when New South Wales teams get picked like last year with Jake Travoyevich overlooked for the opening game when he would have been first picked for Queensland, given what he brings to the game. It underlines the narrative that New South Wales is talent first, character second. Ah. The Blues fell, you know, obviously in the early days of origin and the the writer of this believes they're falling for that again.
2: Yes. What are your thoughts on that, Rob? Well, I think there's a grain of truth to that, of course. I mean, there's got to be something to it. I mean, the Blues, the bookies, when they look at the Blues, always have them as favourites. That's right. And there's got to be a reason for that. Because they've got a better team. And they're better players. They're better players, but they're not a better team. There's a difference between a team of champions and a champion team. Worth a PhD, do you think? Of course, Mm. and many PhDs have been written. Mm. But this just reinforces the truth of that fact. You know, it it, it takes more than picking good players to create a team. Now, the Maroons have, have learnt how to make a team from the cloth that's been cut. Yes, yes. Whereas the Blues don't. Don't get that at all. If you look at the number of players who've represented the Maroons, it's about 220. When you look at the number of players who've represented the Blues, it's closer to 300. Yeah, that tells you a lot. There's no pick it? and stick. Yeah. There's chopping and changing all the time. Yeah. That's why I think it would be an absolute error to change the team of the mate. This is the team we've got. Mm. They're a team of champions. The bookies say on paper they should be favourites. And bookies don't lie. And it's up to Freddie to make them one team. Exactly.
1: And have you got any
2: suggestions? I'd put then? them in a boat to begin. Oh, ah, yeah. And what make a good it idea. simple. And now. Row it up there? Row it up there. Now, we've all got to row at the same time and in the same direction.
1: Uh, it's oh, see,
2: right. it's pointless having, you know, Teddy say, oh, no, I, I'm going to row this way. i am going to be sweep. Yeah. Have it doesn't work or, that way. No. So it might be just little building practical things like that, just giving them tasks. We've all got to build this. Together. The inclusions,
1: though, in the Queensland team had a night, didn't they? They did.
2: The, the Hammerer,
1: so-called. He's sure. a wonderful player, going to be a wonderful player. Yes. Now, um, the other thing is the referee. Were you disappointed with it or did you think it that it didn't favour any team particularly? There were a lot of penalties oh, behind. I
2: don't think it did. I thought the send-off was probably unnecessary, but if anything, it... Uh,
1: Gal- the galvanized
2: the, the maroon. maroon spirit. It did. That's it did them a favour.
1: It did them a favour. Absolutely right. So you
2: got the feeling if he'd sent, you know, uh, eleven of the maroons off, they'd still win. They still would have won. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, isn't it?
0: Rugby League Relief is now operating in 43 war-torn dumpster fire countries. It is bringing a powerful message of hope and a brighter tomorrow through the greatest game of all. Proudly supported by Bludging on the Blind
2: Side.
1: Roy, too many Panthers in the side, do you think?
2: Uh, possibly. Possibly, Yes. Yes. Because uh, Panthers, without being too unkind, um, they're last year's model. that correct. Aren't they? Yeah. Aren't they? They're, they're... Uh, but at least there's some, you know, cohesion between yeah. the five of them in the team. And, well, I got uh, one try out of it. They did. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Now, one thing, I, I mean, I look, apart from Nico Hines, the other person who w- went in the reverse direction to Hines was Tavita Pangai Jr. Yes, and he's taken himself to task for a crucial error that he hopes doesn't cost him a shot at the revenge in Queensland. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. we're stuck with Tavita. Yeah. Uh, now... Yeah, yeah.
2: No, look, I, no, I, there's not a player amongst the Blues that doesn't want to... Atone. Atone for... And as far
1: the rugby league is all about redemption. It is. I mean, we say that here each and every week. It is. Now, Panko played the opening 20 minutes before being replaced by the grub, Liam Martin, who did no grubbing. No. And again, you know... No. if you're not gr- gonna grub shut up about grubbing yeah no point putting the hat on if it's not gonna if you're yeah. not gonna you know wear it on the field
2: yes yes uh now yeah, they 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 did lack intensity didn't they? I yeah, expected a, a very intense beginning but it wasn't really
1: and uh, no it's very 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 home tame. Home. now have we taken off a, a nine minutes Afterwards. Conceding penalty to try this defeat of Pangai, mm-hmm. losing the ball through an unnecessary offload and missing a tackle as Maroons winger Selwyn Cobo crossed for his second. Yes. Now there's no one there was no one blues player more critical of his performance inside the postmaster dressing room than him. Is that right? Now is that useful? <sighs> I'll let I'll let it his yeah. words do the try. To- I'm really disappointed. I'll just work hard and get picked for game two and go from there. Yeah. Well, What else can you do? What else can you do? Hope to get picked from game two and go from there. Well, I I mean, Mm. maybe get picked and then sit out game two and come back for game three. That'll surprise everybody. Sure, I made some crucial errors, particularly the offload. That one was crucial. They scored off that error. I was pretty filthy on myself. Mm. You can make errors coming out of yardage. Mm. When you've got a team like Queensland, we want them to spend minimal time on our line. Origin is one in moments, and I look at what I did and – what I did wrong was crucial. Yeah. And when you're up by two, it's a bit all about arse up and head down and play the ball. Well, that's right. Yeah, even more depth. Well, you know,
2: he's not the only one to echo those thoughts. I think poor old Teddy was saying that, you know, sure, I didn't ice anything. Oh. I didn't ice anything. Right. Is that a rugby league term you're familiar <laughs> yes. with? Yes. Yeah, in your day, you Yeah, was, well, well, no, Stop, no, no. It, 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 it came into parlance around the same time edge players came into being. And an interest in wingers. Uh, well, no-one talks about the wingers anymore. No. It's just edge players.
1: <laughs> that's true. Um, even more disheartening for the debutant was that Pengai Jr. admitted he had watched replays of the Blues 2022 20, Origin 3 loss to remind himself of what not to do. Oh, no, that's
2: one. a real mistake. Yeah. It becomes a self-fulfilling I mean, prophecy, Freddie, then. It's best not to know anything. <laughs> oh, oh, why watch a loss? Exactly. I why mean, not watch a win? Yeah. <laughs> this, to see I mean, what it looks like, a blues yeah, winning, a blues I mean, team winning. Yeah, no. <laughs> who's seen that
1: in the last thirty yeah. years? Yeah, I mean, where's Freddie? Yeah. Now, listen, boys, leave the twenty twenty two alone. For God's sake, leave the twenty twenty two. Go mm. back and have a look at when Turvy Steve Mortar ran around the right. show and you see a couple of wins. Yes. Now, I watched the game three. uh Game three the whole week. I saw errors coming out of yardage. We spoke about them. The oh, Lord, I mean, this is oh, different. No. Just your head in. The highlight for some was the hair tug yes. on Luai. Well, that's right. Now, New South Wales five Jer- eight Jerome Luai has accused Queensland fullback Reese Walsh of being a bit weak.
2: Bit weak. Yeah. What for tugging his hair? it's well, a wonder he didn't call him a grub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And bit weak and running away after pulling his hair in the series opener. Luai has lit the fuse for a big. Oh, Lord, is this what we're reduced to?
2: What another feud?
1: Yeah, another few, but a bit weak's going to fire up a few. (sighs) I don't think so. I don't think so. Or tugging the hair's going to fire up a few and then calling the hair tugger a bit weak. Hmm. Anyway, he's lit the fuse, according to Murdoch. He's always lighting
2: fuses, Louie, isn't he?
1: (laughs) Trouble is, they never bloody will go off. Bang. Now, for a return bout of the Blues series, go to the, obviously, Suncorp. Yeah. Uh, The pair came together. Second half, uh, Walsh took exception to the Panthers star, putting a shot on Reuben Cotter before a bit of push and shove. He's a bit weak. Hmm. He couldn't pull it out. That's his hair. I knew it was him because he ran away too. He doesn't want a a fight, that is. Hmm. I'm ready for it. I love that stuff.
2: Well, again, no grubbing. Is he getting ready for the donkey circuit?
1: (laughs) If you're going to do that and run, Hmm. then that says a lot about who you are. Yeah, but you see...
2: So... Uh,
1: I could have chased him down. I mean, well, he could have, have done, here, yeah. And done something about it. That's right. And showed right. people how committed he was to blues and we're flats. And, you know, everything goes bust here and we uh, don't have any jobs and all that stuff. Sure. Climb, cost of living, crisis, inflation. Hmm. But he
2: didn't. But he, he, didn't. Just, he didn't. He did nothing. He He's just a loser. <laughs>
0: Lodging on the Blind Side is again sponsored by the Queensland Pig Shooting Association, the New South Wales Duck Shooters Confederation and the Australian Shotgun Museum, Tamora, New South Wales.
1: Yeah, Louie couldn't shut up after the match. I wish he'd let his footy do the talking. We'll be the first, then, hey, I love it, man, that's what footy's all about. Is this Luai talking? Yeah, Luai. Is this before the
2: game or after?
1: This way after the game. All right. Uh, We'll be back. We'll be back back for game two. I love winning. Well, (laughs) he loves winning. Oh, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) What at the under sevens? And all that starts with mindset. Hopefully, I can spread mindset. Luai. (laughs) Lord. Yeah. I hopefully, you know, hopefully we can. I can spread it among the, you know, the group and bring some positive energy to the brothers. And we can put this game behind us and go on to our next game. We beat them up there a couple of years ago. Well, ancient history. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's not like we can't do it, It said, uh, skip uh, Teddy. And we're going to be hungrier to get the job done and then come back here and have it aside. New South Wales in front of our fans. That'll drive us. Blues forward, Liam Well, that's a good
2: plan on paper, isn't it? It is. That's a good plan. Now, let me get this right. The plan is to go to Suncorp or Lang Uh, Park and win. yeah. And then play the decider in Sydney in Sydney, and win there. In front of our... our well, there's a plan. I know. Is Freddie aware of this? I don't Have think so. Have they discussed it with Freddie yet?
1: Now, Blues forward, that's the grub. Liam Martin won't contemplate a loss. We'll definitely embrace the challenge. Mm. You want to be the first in 41 years, it would be incredible. That's, of course, the problem of the team who wins the... Uh, first origin for forty-one years hasn't been able to get the job done, no. and keep the series alive too. Yeah, yeah. we in Suncorp,
2: so they'll be making history. Should they do it? Correct. It's well, ba- that's a great incentive. Yeah. For Freddie, yeah. boys, we've got history to write here. Yeah, that's right. we what? <laughs> we've got history to write here.
1: Should they get a historian in to t- tell them a bit Maybe.
2: about? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Now, it's backs to the wall,
1: but backs to the wall. Backs great. to the wall. Against you know against us, but if anyone can do it, it's it's this team. Yes, the loss is bitter at the moment, but their belief is still there. There's plenty to learn from the first loss, and we'll be better for it. SunCorp on Origin night gives you tingles just running out. It's an incredible experience. Mm. Well, hang on a minute.
2: Well, all those booze, they love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we're going up there to get some tingles, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we want some points. Mm. Anyway, well, it was
2: Turvey Mortimer who. who Pointed out in the bus when they were being going down Caxton Street and yes. I think they were being, hurt, you know, beer bottles yes. hurled yes. at them and yes. vomit and all yes. that sort of stuff. I think it was Turvey who said, boys, we've got to make use of this hate. See how much they hate us? That's how much we've got to hate them. An and, that's the to me- and that's the message that got through. I know. Now, I don't know if Teddy, uh, sorry, if, 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 if Freddie is capable of, of so elegant and simple a message, I don't
1: think he is. No, it is great to see people hate you So maybe... to inspire you to do something to hate them. Well, that's right. See, it's hate against hate, mate against mate. Exactly. Now, Lou, I did concede playing Origin at some corp can be intimidating. I, I, it, it, you know, I think it should be the, hi- you know, the history and the numbers, yeah. how hard it is to win there. We lost in Adelaide, so at least we'll cop it on the chin and move on. The odds are stacked against you. But for me, man, I, I've got full belief in this side. But Origin is up there; it's a big task. Quicker, the quicker we put Adelaide behind us, the better. Reminded of New South Wales horror, horror finish in Adelaide, Lou, I said, "That's Origin football, brother." Ten minutes ago, we were in a great position to win, and two disappointing tries mm-hmm. at the end got him a win. Yes.
2: that's Origin, brother. That's Origin. What a story! Yes. <laughs>
1: The International Panel on
0: Climate Change has released startling evidence that suggests rugby league is the best sport for the environment. The panel believes all nations should establish a rugby league competition. This simple fact is known by all Australians listening to bludging
1: on the blind side. Yes, and if you want to get involved with the show, zero four six seven nine two zero triple two is the text number, Zero four six seven nine two zero triple two, or the old-fashioned way, royandhg at abc.net.au. Roy? Uh,
2: yes, uh, she just uh, looking at uh, Last Back's talkback response, is Cobo a grub? Uh, 83% say no. I think it was I who suggested that Cobo was a grub but uh, the public don't think so. No. And there was certainly no evidence of grub work on Wednesday night, none at all.
1: It, the whole thing was a grub-free zone, It was really. totally grub-free. Apart free. from the hair pool, which was from a place which, which was a bit weak. Well, that's right.
2: Mm. Uh, now, this week's topic, actually, if those who want to get involved, uh, <laughs> remember just yes, no. Oh. And remember, no-one will be there to answer the call anyway. So anyway, um, should the Blues team be changed? Yes oh, or, what a good question. Yeah, yes or no. That's an excellent um, question. Yes. Now, in terms of uh, emails this week, from uh, this has come from Andrew, uh, and he's saying, apologies if this concept has been discussed previously. If not, what do you think? Well, his concept is, uh, with the runaway success of the Indigenous round and the ANZAC round, uh, why not introduce a sponsors round? And he asks, do we do enough for our sponsors? <laughs> That's a question. What a good question <laughs> that is. I don't know if enough was done for the sponsors on Wednesday night, for example, HG. I, I, I don't know. It, I think you're absolutely right. Who was the right. major sponsor? Well, there appeared to be, is it, it Westpac? Was it Westpac or the Westpac. Wales Bank or was it the Bank of New South Wales? Was that it? Well, the, the big W was Westpac,
1: was it? Westpac. And there's a beer sponsor on the sleeve and a fast food sponsor was on the Was that
2: Chewy's New? Chewy's New, yeah, absolutely And is right, it got got a darker shirt. can these days, HG Well, this has been
1: put to me that they have are putting it out in a darker can, which matches the jump. Well, that would jumper. explain
2: the Guernseys.
1: Yeah, but they...
2: Uh, well, why isn't that explained by someone at the start of the show? Look, you might be offended by these Guernseys, but the, the Guernseys are here for this reason. You know, it's a... This is a darker can now. A perfect job for gun people schools. would have understood. Oh, it, they're the dark canners. Uh, <laughs> and the other lot
1: were some sort of, mm, not sure, maybe a building or bank with a forex on the sleeve right. and maybe a fast food outlet on the short, so they oh, got right. it the other way round. Okay. So Cunning a shit out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now... Okay. That's an excellent idea. Now, what would you like to see? on oh, a sponsors round. Well, a parade of sponsors yes. would be great. Maybe go Maybe around in the, the CEO
2: uits. in the back of CFO. a tabletop truck going around the perimeter of the ground waving and everyone says, oh, love your sponsorship. Thanks for the sponsorship. Yeah. yeah. That sort of stuff.
1: I'll be having a few when I get home. Don't yeah. worry. You know, et cetera. That's right. You want to, because
2: often we it? don't know uh, what the CEO of Westpac looks like. I don't.
1: <laughs> well... Or even Wouldn't what it the... be good to put a face to the product? Or, or, or even what the thing
2: on the front of the shirt represents. Yes. Or teller of the week. Teller of the week? Or teller's tips. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Same no. with the CEO of, uh, is it Carlton United Brewery that do Tui? I don't know. Let's say they are. Yeah. What do they look like? I don't know them. No. Wouldn't it be good to put a face to the
1: No, product? no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Who invented and the product? Maybe. Know? Let's say it was a beer... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe they could set up a card table and give people out free samples sure. as they come in. Why not? And you know, hello why everyone. Not? mind I'm, you know. And an
2: explanation of why the dark color of the can yeah, Perfect. Now. Perfect. Whose idea that was? Where then is you the... get the advertising bloke get people out.
1: Yeah, the CEO wears the jumper and the shorts. Yes. And points out Has the Has a can things. in hand and says, "Oh, tastes good." Yeah. Perfect. perfect. I mean, that's that's doing something. Yes. And I love the idea about circulating anything that gets cars involved in going around before the match.
2: <laughs> That's right. Who hey, was the... Uh, is it Steggles who sponsored the, the Roosters? It is. Steggles. Well, see, who runs Steggles? I don't know.
1: No. But again... Wouldn't what, it be great to see them on the back of a tabletop truck? throwing chickens out yeah. in the crowd.
2: Not live, obviously. Dressed. No, dressed. Frozen. Yeah. So Yeah, or even cooked. Cooked? In a box so you could eat it. Oh, thanks, CEO no I
1: think you're right I think you're absolutely right here remember in the old days and this goes back away was it Joe Bugner used to go around firing off things out of an air- compressed gun he did and they were pies I think yes he I put out a wrong. pie range didn't he yeah now people with longer memories than or better memories than mine yes. might be able to price this Aussie memory.
2: Joe's something pies or something well done and you got a dozen or something you did. And there might and then, have been a, a curry one and
1: a plain oh, one. I think he got the idea off of Greg Ritchie, who somehow oh, got involved in all of that catering okay. gear. And right. then he had, because the pie was frozen, it started hurting people when it clopped into their face without them seeing them broke glasses, all that sort oh, of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. they used to fire out rolled-up towels. Right. Don't know how that worked. I do recall that. It's so innovative, Australian yeah. marketing. Why didn't that kick on,
2: Aussie Joe firing pies out into the audience? I don't know. Unless it was an H.I. Oh, I think, you If know. someone got hit unsuspecting in yeah. the back of the head by a flying pie. Frozen. Yeah.
1: It'd hurt, wouldn't it? Put you off going to the football.
2: This has come from Scott. Uh, Scott says, uh, should we... Um, right, he says, happy rugby league. Yeah, yes. good. As per your discussion on the league in Vegas, I've done some quick measurements and calculations on the playing field. The, the NFL field is 120 yards long which equates, equates to only 109 metric metres. A regular 100-metre field only leaves a tiny 4.5 metres for each team's in-goal area, not to mention the advertising hoarding, hoardings. Well, I think we discussed this. This yeah, was we going think to be a real problem. problem. He's wondering, should the field be reconfigured and, say, be made a 90-metre field to allow for a larger in-goal area? It's not a bad idea. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. It, it would affect uh, your 40-20s and that sort of yeah, thing, wouldn't it, would.
1: it? it would. Very QT on Vegas this week. I mean, yeah. obviously, the origin... It dominates everything, everything Dominate, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh,
2: I mean, it wouldn't have hurt to have got some sort of uh, reaction from people in Vegas to, to the, the state of origin. What did you think of the Maroons' victory? That sort of stuff.
1: Oh, b- perfect idea. And put it mm. up on the screen, What you know, like yeah. Gogglebox style while they were watching it, Yeah. half-time. Here's our friends in America. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, loving it.
1: Yeah, Loving it, well, loving
2: it, obviously, yeah. though, yeah. loving it. They've never been blown away. Blown away. Yeah, yeah. Got some money. Can't wait to see it here. Yeah, still got money on the blues at halftime, yeah. that sort of thing. <laughs> still hoping, fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, in last weekend's game, this has come from Cole, uh, between the Dragons and the Roosters, your esteemed commentator Andrew Moore... Oh, yeah. With twenty seconds to go in the match, set up the final moment with his call of, and I quote, Ben Hunt puts up a Hail Mary. I wonder how many people really know what this phrase means.
1: Well, it's a fairly common sporting it phrase, is. but it you is. know, the, the uh, I largely connect it with an NFL. act of
2: desperation.
1: An act of desperation, that's right. Yeah. I, I connect it with the NFL where they often throw a pass, which is a Hail Mary. Well, you're Mary. asking
2: for God's help.
1: Exactly. Perfect. Perfect, yes.
2: And in this case, you're asking for... for divine intervention. Uh, yes, divine intervention. To make it uh, fall the, mo- in the, th- the mother of God. Yes. You want the mother of God to, to put a bit of time, invest a bit of time, and change the result from what it appears to be. So you're asking for divine intervention. Will Freddie be doing that on the next Origin? I dare say he will. But I don't think Andrew should need to explain that whenever he says no, I th- puts up a Hail Mary. I Let mean, people like, find out
1: for themselves. Yes. I mean, that's part of the... the
2: that's part of I the beauty to... of rugby league. Exactly. All faiths. Yes, all faiths. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, this has come from Sean. Uh, now, he says, happy rugby league. Uh, I'm in Berlin, he says, for a couple of days. Wow. On rugby league business? Uh, Not quite. Uh, And found this sign, the attached sign, for the upcoming State of Origin games being advertised in Berlin. Uh, For all devotees of the greatest game of all, this sanctuary in Berlin will provide a place to drink your body weight in beer or spirits and yell and scream and watch the game. It's proof, if we ever needed it, that Feathers and Abdo, the plan is working brilliantly and Europe is absolutely ready to embrace the hip drop, the chicken wing and everything else that's great, that this great game has to offer. Isn't that Isn't good? It's amazing?
1: And what's the venue
2: where they can go and see I sit? don't know. Well, you'd have to have a look at the uh, the image of the sign, HG, but, but it is good to know that... Uh, that Berlin's alive and is kicking. There. Well, yeah, but I would have thought it would be up to England and France to do the heavy lifting promoting rugby league.
1: In Europe, too. not
2: leave it to... Germany. The Man of Feathers. Now, in the
1: past, when I've been there and there's been big sporting events on, they have live sites where you can go and watch and get a, yes. you know, a sort of a, a something to eat, you know, Bratwurst style yes. and beers, obviously, yes. uh, and sit outside often very pleasant circumstances. Yes. I'm not sure what time the game had come in there, though. No,
2: nor am I. Uh,
1: but it wouldn't matter.
2: About. I mean, oh, Berlin's, of course you would. You know, Berlin's people, open 24 hours a day. It is,
1: and people love their football at any time
2: of the day. Yeah. This has come from Mark. He says, uh, "Surely, ex-father John Coots, the footballing priest, has to be part of the Church of Rugby League in Las Vegas." Well, oh, what an excellent suggestion! Uh, he could argue the finer points of theology, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he says, "If I remember rightly, Father Coots was also a dab hand on the acoustic guitar." I think that's right. I think he performed at the, I want to say, the Canterbury Bankstown Nylon String Rugby League Club. Entertaining there, yes. Strum, like, strumming a nylon string, like guitar. Seeker's songs,
1: and yes. uh, you know, yes. I never find another you, and more well, and
2: kumbaya, oh, and yes, stuff like the that. And call and answer stuff oh, m- involving yes. the crowds, yes. And the odd, from memory, the odd comical, amusing song.
1: Oh, right, okay. Like yeah. My Old Man's a Dustman. Uh,
2: no, more specifically, uh, I think there was a a player for uh, Canterbury. His name might have been Les Johns. Uh, There's a Les Johns who... Les Johns, who was always injured. Oh, yeah. Who spent a lot of time injured. And I'm not sure if he played for Canterbury or not, but I think he wrote a song about the injuries to Les Johns. Isn't that great? That went over very well and caused a lot of (laughs)
1: laughter. That'll do.
2: So he'd be a welcome addition to to the Las Vegas movement, sure. He'd be a fair age now. I don't know if he'd still be playing because he set up that for a wonderful furniture shop. Oh, it's a wonderful furniture shop. Uh, yeah. John know Furniture Warehouse. Yeah. Yes,
1: something. and you're familiar with furniture. You had a walk-up start in that cable. Yeah. Yeah, being in the
2: yeah, 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 Fine yeah.
1: Furniture showroom. Sure. All those years Oh, ago.
2: yeah, I can move a low, boy. No problems.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
2: Yep. Uh, now, Max says, uh, happy rugby league. Uh, I note with much interest the search still continues for the American face of rugby league. Oh, yes. Obviously this face needs to say sport and probably more importantly needs to know and understand the intricate ins and outs of gambling. Oh, yeah. I'd like to nominate Phil Mickelson. (laughs) Yes. He says uh, he's got over 200 million reasons to suggest he knows the gambling and gambling knows him. Well, that's true. If Phil Mickelson was prepared to come out and say how much he was putting on, say... Maroons. Well, Blues coming back from one down. Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. It would be very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, this has come from uh, uh, JT. Um, he says, uh, rugby, need, rugby League needs an authentic voice in America. He's suggesting... Sarah Palin is the type of supporter that would not only volunteer to rally the troops, she would organise teams of volunteers to turn on the pie ovens and wash the Guernseys. Well, I suppose well, she's I got think, time on her hands.
1: And I think she'd be cheaper than, I don't mean to be unkind to her, oh, cheaper yeah. than,
2: than Trump. Oh, God, yes, she would.
1: You know, might, you might get her for a million. Trouble
2: is, it might get up Trump's nose if she's getting a lot of publicity
1: for it. Oh, yeah. Well, she'll be getting so a lot you'd of publicity. you have to be careful. There she'll before. be back in the heat of the furnace.
2: Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. This comes from Jody. Uh, she says happy rugby league. She says she's an expat Sydney sider, an Easts fan, writing from ground zero, living in Arizona. Whoa. Now she says that the time slot, the two a.m. time slot, uh, is absolute gold. Uh, the Las Vegas betting rooms, or sports books, as they are called. Uh, are packed with people. These rooms feature wall-to-wall TV screens with anything, any sports, all sports happening at the same time. Right, that's good info. She's <laughs> saying there are they're always looking for ideas for theme nights uh, to inspire and ignite the imagination of the Las Punders. Vegas locals. locals. Yeah. You could have uh, throwback nights, such as the Laurie Nichols night <laughs> with singlets and uh, dark green tracksuit pants. And Dunlop Volley OCs, and the dress code as the dress code with shadow boxed uppercuts as the pre- prerequisite to entry. I have a Katoni Stags night. Um, uh, she says many bands, Kiss, Guns and Roses, and, and celebrities have their own custom made poker machine bedding chips. Yes, this needs <laughs> to be applied to the NRL. They do. We've suggested uh, this. We already. have a Payne Haas chip, a Jerome Luai, no, a Lord. Josh Papali'i. Uh, or even a uh, a Penguin Graham Bradley chip. Well, one for the Buffs. Yeah, one for the Buffs.
1: Now, does she explain what she's doing in Arizona? She doesn't. And is she there permanently?
2: It sounds like it. It sounds like
1: Isn't it. Isn't that amazing? Uh, th-
2: th- yeah, that, that, that's she wonderful. Things have
1: been echoed on this show, it, and it sounds yes. as though
2: people are prepared to take them up. That's right. And she concludes uh, by suggesting that uh, she will be one of the first to appear... Uh, Going through the gates at the stadium. Oh, isn't
1: that fantastic?
2: When the Rugby League comes to Las Vegas. Next February. Next February. Last weekend in February. That's right. Uh, Now, Greg has got in touch on the text here, HG, saying Father John Coots had a full-scale club show in the 70s, which was very, very Vegas. What? That's his memory of it. I don't recall it being that Vegas, but anyway...
1: Now, can I just raise something with you? Yeah. It's got nothing to do with what you've been talking about except American sport. Yeah. Now, I was watching the Heat play the Boston Celtics the other day and was reminded how long at the end of a match the time can be teased out. Oh, yeah. Now, this was a great match. I think in the end, the one I was watching, because it's playoffs, uh, Boston won. The ball was put into the... Idea of being thrown it for a, 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 a you know basket. Yeah. As the counter ticked down to naught naught. Yeah. So once the ball was in air, whatever score fell was counted, and yeah. they won it on that throw. Yeah. But the trouble was, it had taken us half an hour to get to that point, given that they played most of the match rather quickly in yeah. present time. Now, I assume this is because this is a punting yeah. sort of free for all at that point of time. People playing betting on every free. Flow and yeah, you know, every yeah. moment and lead. Now, does rugby league have to
2: build something like well, that? Well, it, it might have to. I don't know how you do well, it. Well, exactly. I'm asking for suggestions. I know, I know here. The, uh, the gridiron does that as it well. Does, it I mean, does. the last two minutes can take four hours. Yeah, I
1: know. I know.
2: Um,
1: and they're not the only sport. I think ice hockey has a similar sort of thing. Right. And stuff. I've always thought that this was another. Well, maybe that's something again.
2: we've got to look at
1: in rugby league. In rugby
2: league, yeah. To you can take timeouts. outs. Timeouts in rugby
1: league I'm liking this.
2: Let's say each team is allowed eight timeouts in the last 5 minutes. And the timeout can go for say 2 minutes. 2 minutes.
1: Yeah, enough time to get a bit on. Enough
2: time to Do for the team to get together, coach comes out, talky talky talky, couple of diagrams on yeah. the whiteboard. whiteboard. Could be a fabulous thing.
1: Mm. Could really I? stretch it out. Yeah. And you can maybe interview the players. How do you think it's going? Well, you know. What are you
2: going to do in the last 10 minutes? Oh, well, what are you doing with this timeout? Oh, look, we're just uh, recalibrating. (laughs) But that bloke could pull my hair, isn't he, weak? Yeah, weak ass. Six Again
0: is a collection of rugby league's jazz classics. 24 great tunes that capture the magic of the greatest game of all from the Katoni Staggs trio featuring Matt Dufty on flute. Out now on Monster Music, the Blindside Label.
1: Roy, just one small thing which has escaped us for the minute is the question of the 14th player. Oh, yes. In uh, Wednesday night's match. Now...
2: It, this is becoming a blight on the game, I know. isn't it? it? I mean, yeah. I, the rabbits oh, were well, pink. happened in the AFL last week, didn't
1: it? It did. Uh, the Swans v North Melbourne. Yeah. In the dying seconds of the game, they ran an extra... Now, look, ah. two things about this. Mm. I don't think that the extra player, the time the extra players spent on the ground in the Swans game, a uh, Swans v North Melbourne game, would have affected the outcome at all. No. But to give the match basically to the Swans because of it, it seems to me a very harsh penalty. Yeah, it was. Now, what I'm interested in here is is we're expecting the interchange people mm. to be better than any other official officiating in the game, mm. both the Rugby League and the AFL. Yeah. I think this is wrong. I think yeah. people get these things wrong, not because of malice or because they got a bet on with so-and-so, etc., etc., etc. but it's a genuine accident because it's too... Oh,
2: I think it is a genuine. I agree with you. Actually. Now, we I, saw I, the I, other I night... Mean, you, you forget, I suppose, as an official, to keep counting the number of players you've got out in the middle. Exactly. You, exactly. Know, you just assume the players would know that...
1: There's one more out one here. One more out it here. smells. We yeah. should get off. Mm. Now, two things about this. The incident in the Origin match mm. was a player had been injured so much so that he did his shoulder and he's actually going for reconstructive surgery. It's not as though he'd be able to get the ball and run in a try. Unlikely. Never mind how much he was attached to the Blues course or the Maroons course. Mm, True. So he's hobbling off on the sideline and the other players there, the the player hobbling off could not have affected the game at all.
2: I wouldn't have thought so. No, so, they're, they're being what uh, penalised thirty grand or something.
1: Well, I haven't seen that. You, yeah, that's 30, 30, thirty grand. Mm. Is that what they charged uh, or persuaded uh, South to cough up with as well?
2: I'm not sure. I'm not sure, incentives? but it is what uh, a player match payment. Ah, well, that's is Thirty true. grand. Yeah. So whether that had something to do with the amount, Look, I, I don't I'm, know.
1: I'm not sure that you're going to find kids in primary schools, uh, encouraging extra players on the park, no. you know, through, you know, well, well, staging injuries. Has it ever worked? No, I don't no. think so. So I've, I just found that a bit harsh. Yeah. A bit
2: harsh. Yeah. A bit,
1: you know, like in the spirit of the game, I mean, this is after all, it's only a game. I know sure. people
2: treat it some like life and death. And communication's very difficult with the crowd the noise crowd and all of that. The who noise. was it left to? Was it Alfie Langer who had to decide, you know, you're going on, you're off, you're I coming up, you going up. up. Huh? I thought, well, you know, with Alf, with someone mean, shouting into his ear, yeah. get, get him <laughs> off, get him on. who, oh, <laughs> oh, get who on?
0: Careful supervised gambling in schools. Only the rugby league party is putting our kids first.
2: Now,
1: the Riles imbroglio. I did notice Matty John's had an excellent column in the, one of the papers...
2: Oh,
1: yes. Uh, ..saying, has he thought this through, basically, is the question.
2: Has Jason thought it through?
1: Yes, has Jason thought it oh, through. So is. he says... Uh-huh. <clears throat> we all know what's... You know, he just says, is the club even more dysfunctional, this is St George, than we thought? The whole process has been a soap opera. No, for people who love the club, it's been an Italian tragedy. Oh. So it's r-
2: Matthew saying that? Yeah. What's I mean, an Italian tragedy?
1: Well... You know, Ness and Dorman
2: comes from Oh, you, you mean know, like an opera.
1: An opera. An operatic.
2: Yeah. Operatic tragedy.
1: Yes, but I'm no I'm no expert on my operas. No, nor me. And I'm just wondering, you know, like Yeah. And then I'm going to struggle to name an Italian opera. You know, yeah. Cosi Fantucci, La, La Well, sure. Now, for those who have looked on without emotion, it's been rugby league's version of Spinal Tap.
2: <laughs> Hang on. Exactly. It's, it's an Italian tragedy. he has got and it's spinal tap.
1: And a soap opera. Well, I can see how it's like Summer Bay, Mm. you know, home and away. You know, all these characters moving in and about, doing nothing, and Alf there every time. All right. Alf yeah. being Gus Gould, of course. Okay. Yeah. So, what's happened is uh, the way they handled the sacking of Anthony Griffin mirrors how they've dilly dallied on the offering Riles this job six months ago, allowing Matt Tripp from the Melbourne Storm to convince him at the last minute to drive down the Hume Highway to Victoria. Right. Everybody knew Anthony Griffin was gone a long time ago, probably he included. The way they dragged out the sacking was almost a form of torture. Even Griffith's most vocal critics started to feel sympathy for him. Did you, Roy? No. No. <laughs> I thought. Do I des- know
2: anyone who did? No. no.
1: He deserves every bit. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I wonder if Freddie went from, uh, you yeah. know, the blues job, whether the hook could go in there. Oh, right. Now, yeah. <clears throat> he asks then, has he sought this through? Uh, I mean, if Craig doesn't coach, what does he do? That's the premise here.
2: Right. It,
1: which is a fair comment because... Craig is wedded, this is the you know, Mr
2: Fuji, is wedded to coaching. He, he appears just, to be, yeah. Yes. Well, wouldn't he become the head of football or something? Well, or yeah, a...
1: but he's going to sit in an office and do what? Answer the phone every so often. Do you want to go to
2: lunch? Well, yeah, or speak to Jason, see what Jason's up to. And Jason... oh, I'm with the boys at the moment. Craig? Oh, yeah. can I come down? Um, yeah, <laughs> sure, why not? Okay, I'll be there yeah. in a minute. What are, you, what are you doing? Oh, witch's hats. Oh, great. <laughs> no, we've got the mats out.
1: Mm. Uh, now, then we get to the problem of I might ring Gus Gould and find out if we can get a winger from somewhere. Oh, and yes. Gus would say, "Well, we know the bloke out of the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, uh, you know he's very keen to move on. So, would you like him? Sort of thing, all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff." Yep. Uh, a man, this is uh, Mr. Fuji. A man of his competitive nature can't be fulfilled sitting on the couch, or for that matter, sitting in an office with the tag "Director of Coaching."
2: Ah, right.
1: Uh, now. Um, so
2: what's what's he suggesting, that uh, that if Bellamy's going to walk away, he's actually got to walk away?
1: Correct. Now, it was the reason Bellamy himself in 2008 rejected the Brisbane Broncos at the last minute, believing it would always be Wayne Bennett's club. Ah. Now, this is his second point, right. is that somehow the club is so completely at the moment associated with... Uh, Craig.
2: Yes, it is. You know, the
1: success, the, yes. the points stripped off them for all those warts they had right. going,
2: etc., all those that's years right. ago. Having and never lost uh, an opening round in 20 years. And, and
1: remember, about. of course, the Brisbane Broncos have only found a new well, a new mojo, if I can use that word, yeah. because Adam Reynolds is doing all the coaching now. That's right. And even more so now that he's got a bit of time off. Well, that's true. And he's going to look at the tapes and so yeah, on, see yeah, where yeah. they are going wrong. So, so are
2: you suggesting, or is he suggesting, that uh, that uh, perhaps George could look to Adam Reynolds, bring him in as coach? I hadn't
1: put those two and two together. Right. But that's an excellent suggestion. Mm. Playing coach.
2: Yeah, why not? We haven't had a playing coach since... Uh, since since Broncos. Since who?
1: Chang'e Langlands, Well, I was going to say the Broncos at the moment, they appear to have a playing Oh, coach yes. Uh, he's seven Reynolds, yeah, yeah. Now, Riles, uh, okay, for the next coach at the Melbourne Storm, if you're lucky enough to win the, a competition, it will be a long time before people no longer see Bellamy's hands mm-hmm. on the trophy as you raise it above your head, which is fair enough because yeah. it's, the whole thing's built in Bellamy's Yes. You know, in the image that Bellamy wanted. Sure. Riles is only too aware of this, which shows that his decision to rec- uh, de- reject the Dragons four-year contract has everything to do with what he saw at the club when he read the Gould report. That's right. Because it was going to be absolutely his team, absolutely his success in his hometown. Mm. Now, that gives you a frightening statement about what's going on at
2: yeah. St. George. Well, well, it will let you know how frightened they are of the Gould report becoming public. Because anyone who looks at it, for example their life ch- changes their life. I know. And get this. Suddenly they, they want to run away, as far away as they can. And Gus is pretending he hasn't written it. Yes. That's what I mean.
1: That, the, that's how
0: that dangerous they, it is. Common question. Did the ancient Sumerians play rugby league? There is no evidence. It is thought the Romans played the earliest form of rugby league during the time of Augustus. Historian Pliny describes a match played in 4 BCE. This is bludging on the Blind Side.
1: So, <clears throat> the Dragons
2: are... Uh, well, they're a basket case, aren't they?
1: Yeah, but I had no they idea. Who'd want to touch
2: them? I mean, I don't think you could talk Reynolds into going down there.
1: I you don't think I... you could. Wow, that's a big call, It Roy. is, isn't it? Now, look, Dean Young looks to be the... Uh, Person in the uh, for the poison chalice, for the poison, ch- well done. Poison chalice, a young coach who's built a terrific reputation, but only his assistant. Now, the dragons might be doing young a disservice. Oh, by giving him the job. There appears to be a couple of hard seasons, tough decisions to be made, yeah, before the club starts to enjoy success they're seeking. Now, hang on a minute, a couple oh. of seasons, it's going to take longer than that. Oh, well. For what the club needs next, they may be better to look at veterans like Michael McGuire, Shane Flanagan, and Des Hasler to make the tough decisions. Oh, you know they're people who come in. Oh, you were off. You're no good. Go and piss off. Yeah, right. We bought the plastic chairs in now sit yeah. down and listen. Right. You know, you know, you know, that straight talking. A hard
2: nut. A hard nut. Yeah. But didn't with, they have that? Didn't they have that with Anthony with Griffin? Well, hard nutting. Wasn't he an old-fashioned do as I say, not as I do sort of bloke? Right. I thought he was. I thought that's what they've had and that's that's what they're reacting
1: to. That's, it's just not a success. It's hard to know, I agree, the mindset of modern players. Yes. Uh, when they describe the hair puller as a bit weak.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, that's the only thing you can peer into it. Yeah. Is th- that's I coach. mean,
2: my only solution would be <laughs> for the players to sort it out amongst themselves. What, coach themselves? Coach themselves. Yeah. Blokes, it's up to you. Here's the big red V. You're wearing it this week. Make the best of it. As you can.
1: And here's the whiteboard.
2: And here's the whiteboard board. Good luck. Mm. <laughs> Don't ask me who you're playing, I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> Common question.
0: What happened to the Gould Inquiry into St. George? A report of the Gould Inquiry's findings was never made public. The club has declined to acknowledge that a report was ever made.
1: This is bludging on the blind side. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we broke a story here concerning the Trans-Tasman Trophy in the World Game, in, you know, soccer.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, Uh, that's right. It had been found. Yes, that's right. This was the cigar from, something to do with Gallipoli.
1: The the little container of the ashes from the cigars had been to Gallipoli. I mean, it has so many resonances, especially in this week. That's right. Uh, it was just a terrific find. Yes. Uh, it's described as one of the big mysteries in sport, and mm. that raises the question of what are the other big mysteries in sport? But I'll let that sit there for a while because there's plenty Well, of what
2: it. happened to Farlap?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. 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 Now, it, but it was an enduring mystery. It's been solved. Discovery of the long-lost soccer Ashes Trophy. Yes. Uh, Ashes Trophy B between New Zealand and Australia. The cigars, we read the story out, you know, really gave it a good going over and thought this would be a great thing to build yes, on. Yes. the uh, We nicknamed it, I think, the Smelts Bosnich
2: Cup. That's right.
1: Now, we move on, and I'm concerned about the, as many people are, with the... A-League final on tonight, Mm. that the Socceroos don't have a place they can call home, or the Matildas, for that matter. Matildas are getting a lot of publicity at the moment because of the World Cup. As they should. As they should. Dominant Mm. side in the world. Could be favourites by the time the World Cup gets underway. Where's the Matildas home? They've got to get something. Let's say Watsford Oval. Let's take Watsford yeah, Oval. Yeah, yeah. A great venue in the Lithgow area. It'll be a terrific centrally located people fly in, fly out, etc., like that. Mm. What do they need there? And it's got to compare with some of the stuff that say the new, let's take a recent development, is the Tiger Centre of Excellence. We oh, could Concord. Model on, yeah, we could model it on that.
2: That's right. Swimming pool. With the swimming pool with the special tiles. Special tiles and an image of some. Image of the. Logo, the, the logo of the team. Well, the Smeltz
1: Bosnich Cup would yeah. be good on the bottom. Wouldn't it ever. And then you've got, you know, cafes, fan zones, yes. uh, gym, weight room, sauna, yes. ice bath, everything you need. And yeah. a couple of pitches, indoor and outdoor. So you can, let's face it, get cold in the winter. You might like to train indoors. Yes. Ice would come down with frost sometimes. Would it get frosty at Watsford? That's, Watsford over? Oh, you would some, yeah. some morning, sure. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Very hard. Now and then, of course, people know where to go if they want to find a pathway into how to find a way into the Socceroos or the Matildas. At the moment, people are roaming around, bumping into things, looking for places to kick a ball.
2: They are now.
1: Why is the government so reluctant Mm. to spend money in this way, given that they spend money willy nilly Mm. on every, as I point out, half-assed, half-baked football competition across Australia?
2: No, you're absolutely right, and I don't know what soccer's got to do to get the attention of state and federal authorities because at the moment they don't. See, the difficulty is
1: how do you justify Tasmania... Getting
2: Getting a a stadium.
1: Yeah, when there's nothing... When there's
2: soccer who's wandering and Matilda's wandering the world with nowhere to go. And would you suggest that they go to Tasmania?
1: No. no. Well, no. no. I didn't, mean, I didn't look, mean that in the way. Look, I, I, th-
2: I think we addressed a similar problem when when we were looking for a tennis centre of excellence. I think we decided that we need a multi-noduled...
1: Beautifully put. Idea, yeah, I think you're absolutely uh, right.
2: And I think we need this for our round ball merchants mm-hmm. so that uh, if you are in, the say, the Brisbane area, there is a local centre of excellence, nodule, that has all the things you expect, somewhere you can get a nice cup of coffee, somewhere where you can lift some weights, somewhere with a pool with the logo of the a team. A merch shop. Yes.
1: Now, can I ask, are you suggesting, say, let's say we have young Socceroos, Olympic Olly Roos, yes. we've got uh, women's side, mm. uh, we've got, and it's probably several layers in these. There would be. And men's side. Now, we might have, yeah. say, six, I've six different nodules, which all focused on one of these particular things? Is that how you're seeing this? I mean, it's a bit different than tennis. No,
2: I think all nodules should be identical so that players aren't shocked when they walk into the centre of excellence. So I think they've got to be identical. But, but as well, HG, because so many of our players are playing in Europe... I understand this. I think we'd have to have a nodule in London, a nodule in perhaps Paris... Berlin. Berlin, obviously. Mm-hmm. South America. Uh, are many of our players playing there? if no, They are. I don't know. No, I mean well, I don't know. But let's let's leave that open question. Mm-hmm. So there would be a nodule, as we've mentioned, in Brisbane, one obviously in Sydney, uh, one in Melbourne, one in Perth, Adelaide. one in Adelaide. Uh, and one all in... people of all ages and,
1: yes. you know, antiseptic. You know. You've
2: just got to be a registered player. To access the nodule. To access the nodule. And some days at the nodule might be great. You might find there are half a dozen Matildas there who just happen to be there at the same time. You could get involved, see what they're doing.
1: But when they call the Matildas together, did the Matildas all go to the one venue as in? Well,
2: the word would, going out, would go out, we're meeting at Nodule X. <laughs>
1: On an email. Yes. And then people have to turn up at 11 o'clock. Yes. And, you know, they'll find accommodation there available for them. And, yes. You know, it's going to be expensive.
2: Oh, well, it will. I don't know what each nodule is going to cost, but let's say each one is $100 million. Yeah. Well, I think it that's pretty reasonable. Money more. will spend.
1: And do you believe... And,
2: and we're doing what? How many nodules? Say, s- 10? Yeah. So, So that's what a A billion, a billion dollars. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Now, well, well, that that seems. I don't think anyone's going to balk at that. No, no. (laughs) I think you're absolutely right. Because look what you're getting. I know. Just world class. World class circumstances for world class players. Yeah. To make for world class outcomes.
1: Now, do you think that, as I did in the opening remarks some hours ago, connecting? The lack of interest from federal governments for years now in the nodulisation of Australian
0: football yeah. trading
1: is based on the problems that the World Cup, when we tried to get the World Cup, this is the World Football Cup in yeah. Australia a few years ago.
2: Yeah, so so that the powers that be are being penalised, is that what you're suggesting? Uh, the by, powers by the federal in, and state authorities indeed
1: in the sport.
2: So, yeah. uh, who was the spearhead? Was it Frank L- Lowy? I think
1: Lowy might have been, but they remember they involved somebody from overseas who swore he could get the job done, oh, yeah. and people listening will remember this much yeah. better than me, mm-hmm. uh, swore he'd get the job done and seemed to scarp with the money. And all he needed
2: was the $45 million Yeah. to put into the pockets, as you say. Spread oh, it
1: around. That's right. Boats. And I think they got three people, swore they'd vote for Australia. And, and one did. And they didn't pay him or no. her. Right. Weird irony.
2: Lesson there, isn't there? In trouble again,
1: on and off the paddock?
0: Well, the legal firm of Burgess and Colin the Southsider Specialists, can represent you at the tribunal from a simple high shot...
1: <laughs> ..to murder. ..contact them through bludging on the blindside. Coming back to the nodulization of Australian football... Yes. ..now, this... Finding this valuable treasure, the Trans-Tasman Brothers Trophy, the Mm. Smelts Bosnich Cup, Mm. now its absence as in for the last 70 years, yes. was a symptom of Australia's soccer, Australian soccer's tendency to forget itself. This is the writers of the, uh, ah, yes. the report. Yes. And for the surrounding culture not to care at all. Mm. This trophy is replete with sacred significance to a country that is also obsessed with its Anzac mythology.
2: Oh, yeah, for that to happened. go missing, yeah. yep.
1: it says a lot about the way that he, this game manages to shoot itself in the foot all the time. Mm. It means so much to the game. Now, mm. I think this history... Is it going
2: to make an appearance tonight? This trophy.
1: Oh, what a good this idea. This box.
2: This magic no, that box. Yeah, should,
1: should, that should, with spotlight on Spot the back of the truck. Spotlight on the back, on back of the truck, truck. Yeah, going, going around, around exactly.
2: yes. Going around with here. With someone voiceover explaining what it is. Yeah, and how it's
1: been to Gallipoli and yes. very few of you haven't sort of thing. Sure. Now, but what I'm hoping is that the nodulization hmm. will then give uh, Australian football a place where memories and history can be stored and studied. Sure. I of mean, I know, is that a big ask to fit in with the gym and yeah, the baristas yeah, 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 yeah. and the, yeah. you know the weight well, room? Well, well, may,
2: well, maybe this uh, this 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 silver casket with the special ashes from the cigars. two cigars smoked, smoked by, by the, the captains. captains just after World War. Twenty-three,
1: I think it one, was. Nineteen twenty-three. Was nineteen
2: twenty-three, yeah. and placed into the casket that had been to Gallipoli. Yes, that was the story, wasn't
1: it? It is. It's not. Maybe so it a should go from
2: is. one nodule to the next each week.
1: Oh, what a great idea!
2: Each week, so mm. you might be lucky. You you call into the London nodule, and uh, oh, here's the box.
1: Isn't that great? And New beauty. And school tours would sometimes yeah. lock in and sometimes the other thing. well, right. let's come back and have a look at when the nod... when well, the, the kids would say, you know, where's it. the
2: box? Oh, it's not here at the moment, kids. Where is it? <laughs> oh, it's in another nodule. Yeah, which one? Well, we think it's in the... Berlin. Berlin nodule. Who's oh, there? when's it coming back? Uh, uh, it'll be here in a couple of weeks, time. And wouldn't it be great? You know that,
1: that, <laughs> <laughs> that big... Monument we built to the Second World, First World War. is
2: well, the Monash Centre.
1: Monash Centre. Thanks very much. Yeah. That's got to have a special spot with a spotlight, so the nodule. Sorry, the, so it can become a nodule.
2: What well, the Monash Centre is going to be a nodule for Australian soccer as well?
1: Because of the Gallipoli connection. I mean, get a grip here. <laughs> this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Look, I can to get understand the, the. I, I can Center.
2: understand the special silver box going to the Monash Centre, but expecting to have a. A, a, a pool with the logo of the Socceroos and the Matildas putting them on it. I don't think we're going to do that. No. That would be great. If and have know. the coffee shop there and all of that. I don't think that's going to happen. No, Look, The difficulty is that I get... I mean, I think people would balk.
1: Mm-hmm. People would balk. Mm-hmm. I think they've got half a billion dollars ex- of expansion going on in at the moment. Well, they may do. But but you But that worry... would be
2: for more legitimate sort of things. Well, well one type yeah.
1: concerns. Yeah. <laughs> like an old...
2: Well, I it's machine gun. Like, there'd be no suggestion that the, the box, the silver box, is going to go to the War Memorial. I mean, no. I've, I've got no objection to it visiting the war, war, think, war Memorial. I think that's what I'm
1: suggesting.
2: Just so but, the box gets a sense of whatever.
1: Okay. Let's say, you know, you were traveling.
2: Because then to... you could say, oh, say to the kids, oh, well, is this the kid's, sure, it's in the, our nodule at the moment, and that's great. You can have a look at it. It's been to Gallipoli and it's been to the War Memorial.
1: Oh. But. Oh, wow. Imagine you're in London thinking, yeah. what am I going to do? What, what, they, what is there to do in France on a weekend? Yeah, yeah. Well, all of a sudden you discover that the box and the Gallipoli The box is
2: going to be the Monash Center. Correct. You beauty, let's go. <laughs> lodging
0: on the blind side acknowledges rugby league values rugby league decency and calls for rugby league to be declared the official sport
2: of the Pacific rim
1: uh, Roy uh, I was
2: just going to say on the pointed out that King Wally was uh, captain coach of the Gold Coast Seagulls in 1992 So it's not an impossible job. No. So Reynolds doing it could be a possible solution to the St
1: George problem. Look, I
2: I think it's a different circumstance with King Wally because I think King Wally had to, you know, front up press conferences and stuff like that. What went wrong this week, coach? That sort of thing. Whereas Reynolds isn't, you know, he's got the beard of... uh,
1: Oh, I know. It's
2: Seabold. Yeah, well.
1: Hang on, I've got that wrong. Oh, Kevvy.
2: Kevy, sorry. Yeah, he's got I... Kevy as the beard to was... go out there and do the talk. Yeah, well, I wasn't happy with the attack. I was pretty happy with the defence and, you know, bloody, bloody, blah, 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 on it goes. Meanwhile, Reynolds is in with the, in the dressing room with the blokes reading the riot act. You didn't do this, you didn't do that, yeah. et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah. Could they find somebody to do that job? You know, it's a new position we've just created in rugby league yeah. is talk to the media about what went wrong. I mean, it's, there's plenty of people you can learn from, like Sticky. Well, isn't that
2: part of their contract, that, that, that they've got to go to press conferences at the end of a match?
1: Well, I think, I think we've got to outgrow that. I mean, I agree with this, but of course there's so much problem. You know, Wayne yeah. Bennett's always threatening to walk away. Well, he Sticky's is. Sticky's always calling people Muppets and bagging referees, which he gets fined for. The bloke over at Souths is in, in as much trouble for, you know, siding. Well, perhaps
2: you know, it becomes a PR job. Maybe the coach job. has got to have a PR Qualification assistant.
1: Assistant. That's what I like.
2: Speaking for Kevin Walters this week will be, you know, da de da. Perfect. Now, coach would like to say that while he's disappointed with the result, blah de blah de blah. You know,
1: I think that's the way to deal with it. It's like, um, can you those spokespeople who talk for American presidents? They do a wonderful job. Oh, they do. Remember, oh, you're
2: Kaylee McInerney types. Yes. and yeah.
1: Sorry, Spice was in there for a while. Oh yeah, you know what? It's Spice. I forget what his name was. Oh yes,
2: I remember him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he yeah. was a yeah.
2: he wonderful, fantastic.
1: Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, <clears throat> yes. Now, anything else on the text line, by the way? Just before we leave. Uh, Sorry to put you on the
2: spot. Yeah, there. yeah, no, you, you have Someone's suggesting that the Gould report is eleven letters. I'll just leave that there for historians to contemplate. Uh. <laughs>
1: That's fact, though. Oh, We're not fact. making that up. No, no, no. That, that's not an alternative fact no, 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 or facts no. we'd
2: like. Mm. That is
1: fact. Mm. And what's great about the Gould report is notice how, imagine if it was written and people read it, they would have forgotten it by now. But because yeah. it's not even written, people are revelling in the idea of what could be in it.
2: Well, that's true. And so much that's so That's true, that but Riles, my, my mail is, my information is, that it was written, but right, just God. not signed. Fair enough. Right? Because Jason Riles... Read it.
1: <laughs> and moved
2: on. And moved on.
1: Yeah, it does create a problem for them, though, doesn't sure. it? Sure. I don't know what they're going to do. They might be able to prize Barrett out of the Parramatta Clubhouse. He oh. seems to be a sort of a,
2: Barrett I just for St George. Yeah,
1: Barrett for St George. Perfect. <laughs> he'll, he'll bring the chairs to sit on <laughs> and do all the media you want.
2: <laughs> That's it.
1: Uh, now... Bludging on the blind side. Well, there's so much going on, and we need another two hours to unpack it. But uh, Andrew Moore's waiting in the wings to rev into about eight hours of uh, rugby league non stop. Uh, Roy, Australians, families,
2: yes. join us next week uh, yes. for more
1: bludging on the blind side. Remember and
2: remember that talkback topic should the Blues change their team? Just year? yes or no. And move on. And move on.
1: And so that's it for this week. Remember, the podcast will be up in a couple of hours' time where you can rediscover the two hours you've lost listening to this oh, show. Oh, someone's
2: just suggested, as she, that why don't the Mariners in Melbourne City tonight reenact the smoking of the cigars after the match? Brilliant. Brilliant. See you next week. Bye now.